Good day, I'm Pierre Leveillé, President and CEO of Deep South Resources. Uh, I'm pleased to be here today and uh, we'll have a nice discussion with Matt again. <laughs> we will, we always do, Pierre, we always do. Now, um, I guess there's kind of two areas we want to, we, we kind of, we got to deal with the ongoing saga, which is uh, the, the court case. Um, yeah. Give me the update, where are you at? Um, since we talked last time, the Ministry of Mines finally filed their defense, and uh, then we replied to their defense. After that, what happens is that we need to file what we call a case management report, which in fact is just a summary of the defense and reply to the defense. Uh, and it serves for the hearing that comes this Thursday on June uh, 30th. Uh, where the main goal is to establish the details of the final hearing, which we can call the trial, okay? So the date of the trial, the number of, you know, of, of days needed for that. And uh, because it's the review, a request for the review of a decision of the minister, there's no witnesses and stuff like this, you know? So it's, it's normally going to be one day and then the judge will render its judgment. So on Thursday, we will know when that final hearing will, will take place. I don't have a clue yet, but uh, we will see this week. The goal also of the uh, case management is for the judge to see if there's ways we can settle that dispute without going to the final hearing. So uh, that's typical in North America and Europe, and we see that in South Africa and in Namibia. And one of the reasons for that is to try to unload the uh, courts with you know a lot of cases that uh, if you can avoid going to final trial, then it's uh, it's better. So we will see on Thursday if there's possibilities of having some kind of discussion or mediation. Uh, to find a settlement without having to go to the uh, final hearing. We hope that can, this can happen. Okay, yeah, it, right. Do you, have you, I know they've, they've filed the defense affidavit, but have you got to see it, go through it, or is that they file it with the court and you need to turn up in the day with your own? With your no, own? no, we've seen it. Right. We've seen it and we, had, we even made a reply to it. And so it's public. It's on what they call the e-justice system. It's not easy to find, but it's there. So I can comment it. Right. Okay. Okay. So what? So I was trying to understand the process. Do you get to um, do a reply to their specific defense affidavit, whatever is in there, or is it you you submit a reply saying that we wish to contest whatever uh, it is? Okay. So what what? Is there anything in what they wrote in the defense affidavit which you think, actually, they're right, we didn't do what we should have done, um, but we'll make up for it? Or is it a case of, no, they've totally got that wrong? How do you feel? They totally got that wrong. Okay, <laughs> okay. And just to give you uh, an idea, there's only one thing that they mention all the time, all over their, their defense affidavit for... 40 pages is that we failed doing a pre-feasibility study. Therefore, we failed doing substantial work because you need to do substantial work to complete a pre-feasibility study. That's it. That's the only thing they have to complain. 
Now, when we reply to that, it's pretty simple. First, we never proposed to do a, uh, to complete a pre-feasibility study. What we have proposed is to do metallurgical test work and drilling, and afterward, if time is is enabling that, we have proposed to start a pre-feasibility study, not completed it. And it's it's in our document, in our application, very clearly written. Okay? It's, it's not even an issue there. Uh, and what we did at the end of the day is that we completed more work than what we have proposed. And we even started a feasibility study, not even a pre-feasibility study. <laughs> so we're over and above what we have proposed to them. We even spent more money than what we have proposed in the budget. So that's one point. And the other point is that they have never followed the procedure, the legal procedure they can they have to follow when they do a uh, when they renew or refuse to renew a license. Okay. They they had to go to a committee, get the the recommendation from that committee. The mining commissioner has to make a make a recommendation to that specific committee. None of that have been done. So, and that's in the mining act. So what it makes is that they were in they, they contravened to the uh, Mining Act and to the Namibian Constitution. What happens? I don't know the extent of, of where this goes. Obviously, you've got, you've got to, the next few days. You'll kind of work out when the when the point at which the decision is going to be made. It sounds like a simple um, process that they go through. If you is it better for you to just kind of sit down and actually argue your case? Or, I guess that's what you're saying, rather than both sides submit paperwork and, and let a judge make, make his or her decision on that basis. I mean, won't that just kind of stretch out the process if you want to kind of sit down and, and have, uh, you know, disc, well, whatever. What what it's what, preferable what, that it's, it's highly preferable that we can sit down with them, even if it's under the umbrella of the court with the judge present, that we can discuss the matter and try to find a solution. It's uh, because if we let the judge take the decision, uh, you know, the lawyers have, their walls are full of the best case in the world that have been lost in court. <laughs> so what it means is that you never know what will be the end result. Even if you have a very, very strong case for any reason, you don't know what will be the outcome uh, in the court. We're very confident we can win it, but you never know. Okay, that's one thing. The other thing is that if we get a judgment from the from the court, uh, the mood to work with the ministry will not be the same than if we have a discussion with them and we can walk out shaking hands and you know have an agreement and, and resume the work. What do you do at the end of this if it goes against you? Because you, you've lost 75% of your market value the day that this yeah. was announced, right? That it was refused. You know, you were sort of Low twenties, you know, twenty twenty odd something cents. You're now sitting at four and a half, five cents, right? You're on a nice run, and then this announcement happens. So, can you go after the ministry for damages if if you don't agree with the outcome of this? Is that ever wise, or is that just going to be a long protracted case of, and then end up with no money? I mean. How will you react at the end of this? If, if, you don't get if what you we want? lose the case, if we win the case, means that we get the license back, and sure. then we can be back on track and develop the business. Yeah, for sure. If we win if we lose the case. 
we have two choices. We can go into appeal with the Supreme Court of Namibia, or we can go to international arbitration. And that's why we have hired a firm called King and Spalding from Washington. Uh, and King and Spalding are, have the reputation of being number one for uh, uh, international treaties and arbitrations. Uh, and uh, that means that we would go against the country, not only the Ministry of Mines, for a big damage. And when I say big damage here, we're talking of certainly hundreds of millions of dollars, US, because it's not only a question of the market cap we have lost, it's a question of the future benefit that we have lost, okay? So there's a, a huge potential for a big claim there. That will happen. There's also financing, specialized financing for litigation of that nature that we can access. So if we have that money, then we're safe. We don't have to dilute the company, raise money for you know, that type of litigation. We can carry on with our own business and put that on the side and let our you know the arbitration goes and see where it, it ends up. You know, without any cost to the company, really, you know, the only cost will be a part of the the gain if we gain something. Okay, okay. So, and assuming things do go well, markets are pretty crappy at the moment for everyone. Um, it's you know you're going to need to go and raise some capital against this project. Do you think there's going to be interest in a in a copper project like yours? I'm pretty convinced. Yes. I'm pretty convinced, yes. We got a lot of, uh, we have some shareholders, some institution who are involved in the company who are just waiting to see if we can get it back because they want to put their money there. You know, it's, it's, it's not a big issue on that side. I'm very confident we can raise the money for that. Now it's a question of scaling it and organizing it for, you know, the markets are not good. So question of dilution, we will have to try to control it the best we can. That's it. You know, it's like... Uh, Okay. Well, like, let us know how that gets on. Obviously, I'm sure you'll be crowing from the rooftops if it, if it goes your way, but um, we'd love to hear from you either way. Um, Zambia, has that advanced any? What, what, what more can you tell us? Uh, we just got the approval of the stock exchange to close the deal. Finally, it was extremely long <laughs> for something very simple. So, I suspect they probably have staffing problems like many other institutions. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but now it's done. So we're busy now uh, closing, making the payments, issuing shares. As soon as that's completed in the coming days, we will announce you know, th that the closing has been done and then we can move forward with it. We already have a new presentation on the website. Uh, so that covers also the, uh, the situation in Zambia. Uh, we're we're very uh, enthusiastic about about Zambia and about specifically those licenses. It's uh, they are very very well situated. It's uh, the most northern one is seven kilometers from Kankola mine on the on the exact same geology on the extension of that geology, and Kankola is one of the largest copper mines in Africa, if not the largest. It's very uh, and we're talking about five hundred million tons at two point two percent. So uh, they're producing 90,000 tons of copper per year. You know, it's like it's, it's high grade, it's large tonnage, and they're, they're keeping improving or, or increasing the tonnage. You know? there, there's other, uh, the other licenses, one of them I've seen quite a lot of work. So we are 
more advanced. There was some sampling, some geophysical surveys. So we will just redo some sampling to, you know, to uh, uh, define drilling target properly. Uh, and the, the, the most southern one, which is still in the Copper Belt, is a very, very large area. It's, it's very large compared to the others, but it's underexplored. Uh, but we've just found uh, 17 kilometers of lower own groups of rock outcropping, uh, and it's crossed by four major faults. So just there, you have a, you know, the ingredients to start your uh, your exploration immediately, and it's uh, it's very exciting. And Zambia is back on track. You know, it's like uh, it's very important, and even the president said that he wants to, I think it's quadruple the uh, production of copper of Zambia. He wants to become number two in the world <laughs> uh, in producing country in the next four or five years. So it means that they will support quite a lot, you know, companies and exploration and so on. So it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a great country, great people as well, um, being there, work there. Um, tell me this though, you know, the exchange has said, right, yes, we, we, approve, we approve the the acquisition of this, but what, what are, you, what are you going to do, ring money? Yeah, you've got about, you know, just over a million bucks at the moment. You're going to have to raise money to be able to kind of move that thing forward, aren't you? Or, or are you going to be, have you got enough to actually do everything that you need to do for the next six months? Because I'm worried right now about companies needing to raise capital in this kind of market where no, the market doesn't seem to care what companies do. And the cost yeah. of the money is obviously super, super expensive. So what, what tell me, talk the me good news that. for us, the good news for us is that the, Everything we have to do for the next 10 to 12 months is covered, including GNA, including the uh, legal expenses in Namibia and the, 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 you know, the work that we have to do in, uh, in Zambia. So we're well covered for that. We don't need to raise money before 10 to 12 months. Uh, if we see some opportunities you know, during that period of time to raise a little bit of money, not necessarily large financings, Maybe we'll do that, but at the moment there's no rush for that. We're in a very good situation, and we will try to even uh, look at our costs and reduce our costs as much as we can to probably extend, you know, a couple of months more than what we have now. So we're, we're comfortable. And the, the thing in Zambia, which is very interesting, is that we got a deal the way we were looking to have it that we don't have to spend a lot of cash to the owners and we don't have to spend a lot of cash in the first year of exploration. So it's, yes, of course, it's more greenfield, but at least we can start exploring and advance the development of the corporation around some very nice project without spending too much money. So it has always been our, our goal to not shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, We've looked at very nice project, but the price tag was... Or some project we had to put in immediately $2 million in, in drilling. Forget about that. We, we Because of that thing in Namibia, we have to be cautious. No, and I know you. I, th I, think, I think that's smart. I mean, it seems like a good deal structure in terms of very little cash up front. And you've got time to actually do things properly. We're, we're going through the same process in Chile at the moment. And it's, yeah, th those conversations of can we have $10 million bucks up front are, are very painful. Um, so, <laughs> I have some sympathy. Uh, okay, well, look. Look, thanks for the update on, on the kind of court case. Um, next few days sound quite exciting. Pick up the phone as soon as you, you, you know something. Um, I, I'll be intrigued. Um, and more importantly, I'm kind of in, uh, really kind of fascinated about how you kind of, you know, because I think the location where you are 
in Zambia and near some of these kind of big, big uh, you know, copper producing regions. It, it could be interesting if you, if you do that the right way and don't blow through your kind of your, your capital quicker than you need to in this environment. Because um, it's, it's kind of quite frankly, it's a little bit about survival mode, a little bit. Yeah, but we're all in the business since many, many years. So we know how to cope in a difficult market like this. Now we're in down cycle. So we have to be very careful of what we do. And uh, we still have some very good support of our shareholders. So I think it's, uh, even if it's a difficult market, I think we will have an interesting year. It's uh, it's it's going to go in the right direction. It is. Okay, well, um, we will look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you very much, Pierre. I'll let you know as soon as I have some news from uh, from the court. <laughs>